one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. What a lovely start to Ring of Honor. Also, hello my friends. My name is Simon Miller. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling and the ups and downs of the latest ROH show and I just want to remind you, given that it is on the horizon in 2 weeks time, we are going to have a bit of a shuffle here on ups and downs. We're going to bring you some new shows and we are going to yes, bring back retro ups and downs. If you don't watch it this time, I'm going to find you give you a lovely hug. But yeah, Ring of Honor did kick off with Christopher Daniels versus Carl Fletcher from Aussie Open, which was basically the past versus the present and kind of the future, and I liked it. Daniel used his experience to take down Carl Fletcher to begin with and locked in the Koji clutch when Carl was like, man, I ain't gonna take that, and he started to whip some ass. And that turned into a suplex battle, and I was like, imagine that was how wars were fought. It would take a very, very long time. When all of a sudden, both these guys were trying to hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-ups. I was like, I knew it. I always knew it deep down in my tum-tum. Doesn't matter if you started 20 years ago. Doesn't matter if you start now. You know how devastating the surprise roll-up is. Eventually, Fletcher tried to hit the tombstone. Christopher Daniels was like, no, that's not going to happen. He went for the angel's wings. That didn't happen either. So Carl did spike him with the stone of tomb. He got the one, two, three. And afterwards, it was like, oh, good match. I had a great old time. Also, I swear Fletcher has won like his last five matches or something in Ring of Honor. So something must be happening here. Give it up. Which moved us on to map number two, which was Matt Seidel versus Zach Clayton. Right. I mean, there's not much to say other than the fact that Cole Carter was on the outside, so he kept casting distraction. Matt Seidel didn't like that, so every time he was on the up and up, he kind of got screwed over before eventually he decided, well, I'm going to go to the top rope, I'm going to hit the Meteora, and he got the one, two, three. Although afterwards, he was like, Samoa Joe, I want to kick your ass. So I suppose that's a match we can do in the future. We are going to talk about this later. Sometimes Ring of Honor does fall into a little bit of a pattern of just match, 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 match. It kind of goes a bit blurry. However, this was well worked up. Just as a counterpoint to what I did just say, though, next up was Willie Mack versus Drillistico. I was like, okay, this one I am intrigued by, because where else are you going to see it? Drillistico didn't want to do the Code of Honor, so just acted like an idiot instead, which was a really stupid idea, because Willie was like, look, if you're going to disrespect me, I'll disrespect you. And he murked him. He also hit this massive shining wizard into his face before Willie Mack did a tope onto him and to Jose the assistant. 
<laughs> like, a guy this size shouldn't be able to flip and flop in the way that he does. Jose then grabbed his foot when he was trying to get back in the ring, and I was like, well, that's not honourable. Why are you allowed a ring of honour? And of course, this is when the masked man took over. He booted him right in the face and got a two. Mac then did another high-flying move because he went to the top and did a splash, but Drillistico got the knees up, and I was like, man, there's so much girth here. Shouldn't have said it. That must have hurt. When all of a sudden, Jose was back on the apron. So Drillisco just went, well, you know what? I may kind of be a face on Dynamite, but here I'm not. And he booted Willie Mack right in the balls. That wasn't very nice. He then hit the big knee and he got the one, two, three. And I do have to say, I don't really feel like we need to do this kind of finish on this show just because we see it everywhere else. This is the problem when you are Simon Miller and you do watch every single wrestling program. Eventually you're like, man, can we just get like a little bit more creative here and there? Like it's not a massive issue because you probably don't watch every single show. However, I can only grade it in the way that my brain tells me to grade it. So while the match is going to get an up, the finish, down. I then really enjoyed what Ring of Honor did because Tony Khan came out and he's like, you know what? We need to shake things up. So I have hired a board of directors. Huh. What this basically means is that Stokely Hathaway and Jerry Lynn are now in charge of Ring of Honor and booking the matches, although Tony Khan still has final say. And this will work perfectly. Stokely is genuinely funny and should be featured on every single show, whereas Jenny Lynn can be like the yin to his yang. They were already going to prove this later, which we shall talk about when we do get there. But just as an idea to spice things up... Well, it's getting it up. It was then super happy fun times on Ring of Honor because it was the New Japan Women's Strong Champion Willow Nightingale taking on Rachel Ellery. I could be wrong, but ever since Ring of Honor has returned in this guise, I think it's the first time we've seen Ellery on it. These two properly went at it as well because we had a fisherman suplex, we had an STO, we had a spinning leg drop, and we got all the chops. People love chops. Willow then came off the second rope with a drop kick because she can do it all when Ellery just wrecked her with this black hole slam. I was like, man, these two got good chemistry. What I really enjoyed, though, is that Willow has decided I am going to win matches with many different moves, so you never know what I'm going to bust out. So after she had busted some spines, she applied the camel clutch and Rachel Ellering tapped out, which means now in future matches, Willow can hit any kind of maneuver and you can sit there and go, huh, I wonder whether it's going to get the victory. I also really like Rachel Ellering, so let's bring her back soon. But I tell you, this Willow Nightingale, the future is so damn bright. Can't even see up. And then it was big men slapping man meat against not so big men who probably can't slap man meat. Why? Because it was Eli Ice and Marcus Cross and Cheeseburger taking on the embassy. And as you know, the embassy are just huge. Like when they walk out there, you look at them and go, man, you've definitely been hit in the gym. And this was a proving ground match, which meant if the challengers had won, they'd be allowed to go after the six-man titles. But that was never going to happen. Cheeseburger, he just got eaten alive. And yes, that's a pun. Cage Khan and Leona are just monsters too, because after they had run through everyone, they literally took a human being <laughs> and tossed him up in the air before they hit a powerbomb. That's like, maybe they have done that before, but nobody has ever got this high in their life. I was dying. Who even came up with this move? And surprise, surprise, it got the three. Now, it was kind of cool we didn't make it a Proving Grounds match, because, of course, in these things, if you survive the time limit, you'll still get a title shot. So hopefully we do do that in the future. But I can't help it. When you do have the big men and they are slapping the man meat, I would always find a way to enjoy it. 
up. When it was time for Mercedes Martinez versus Vert Vixen. Now the only issue with this one, and it kind of does tie into a larger problem with Ring of Honor, is Mercedes wasn't going to lose here because we already know on Rampage she was going to be in the number one contenders match for the AEW women's title. As a small spoiler, turn off now if you don't want to know. No, she didn't win that match. She did here though, and while Vert Vixen has been on Ringer Honor a lot, so she got a bit of offense, eventually she got smacked in the back of the head, and then Mercedes applied that, was it Brass City something? It's like an inverted surfboard, and she got the tap out victory. Now look, Martinez always looks really good, and I'm sure she will do well on that match when it comes, and I'm sure she will do well on that match on Rampage. I suppose it did what it had to do. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. When Ring of Honor did get a little bit special, at least for me, because it was Lee Moriarty taking on the returning, my man Griff Garrison. And this is another time when ROH does find its feet, because it's the perfect place to put someone like Griff who can get his momentum back before he does indeed go back to AEW. And we kind of did like a New Japan thing here, because Garrison has obviously been out for ages with his injury. So even though this was his big return... He lost. Moriarty also went after Garrison's shoulder because he knows the deal. And this did work because when Griff tried to pick him up, he was like, oh, no, I can't do it. My body has betrayed me. And I was like, damn bodies, they never do what you want them to. It still looked like Garrison may be able to do something here, though, because he picked Lee up in the torture rack position. But this is when Moriarty raped his eyes like an absolute goober when he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And he held the tights to get to three. I'm like, man, you're a mega heel. I basically just like the fact that Garrison was back, and also Lee Moriarty is very good. Up. And this continued as well, because it was Robin Renegade versus Kira Hogan. So I am going to become Broken Record Man, the BRM, because yes, once again, you knew that Robin wasn't going to be victorious here, because Kira Hogan is having a feud with Athena. Now look, if I was booking Ring of Honor, I would have had Robin Renegade win, and then she could have got into the title picture, and that will happen one day. But thus, today is not today. What? It was good, though, because Robin started off by working the wrist because she is a wrestler. When Kieran was like, oh, you want to do that grappling stuff, do you? She just started to boot her in the corner. Well, yeah, that'll probably do it. As ever, Renegade has a plan, though, in the form of her sister. So Charlotte ran down to try and help. She picked up the ring skirt and she was like, Robin, get under there quick. But they need to work on this plan. 
because Kira Hogan just saw it, went to the outside, and she punched them both. We then got back in the ring, and my word, Kira Hogan hit this massive super kick onto Ron and Renegade to get the one, two, three. But I do want to shout out Robin one more time, because she sold this like death. Was good. I've said it before and I will say it again. I think the Renegades could easily be fit into an AEW tag team program. Should we be able to do more with that kind of a thing? And obviously afterwards, Athena came out with a kendo stick. Kira Hogan got it and she smacked the women's champion instead. So we will do that match again, which I've got no problem with because last time it was good. So this all worked as a thing. <laughs> up. I'm going to throw a random down in here though, because next up on Ring of Honor was the Dark Order. Uh, there's nothing wrong with this because I always see them in action, but I do feel like we have a storyline here between the Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page, which we teased on Dynamite recently, and now we haven't really followed up on it, and I think that's disappointing. I mean, you can even have the Dark Order go bad guy here in the sense, even though they are right, and they can be like, listen, cowboy, we were your friends and you turned your back on us. If they start acting like dicks, everyone will go, well, you may be right in what you say, but you're still acting like a dick. So, yeah, I'd like to see this the time being, it's getting it down. They were taking on the workhorse men and Shane Taylor, however, and I'll always take more Shane Taylor in my life because he is really good, as was this match. The handshake was kind of wasted because even before it finished, everybody was just fighting everyone else before Alex Reynolds found himself in a very precarious position in the sense the heels started to beat him up. I've never seen that in a tag team match before. And for those people that don't get sarcasm... That was it. Anthony Herring did this double stomp to him as well, which looked horrible, when Evil Uno got the hot tag. And this was doubly joyful, because it was his birthday this week. Happy birthday to the Evil One. He also decided he was going to hit all the suplexes before Shane Taylor got in there. He's like, man, I'm so damn strong. When there was some miscommunication between the villains, and they accidentally hit each other. Whoops. This allowed Uno to hit this awesome sky high when Johnny Hungy and Alex Reynolds were back. They just went mad with their combos. When they hit the German suplex, they got the one, two, three. And I tell you, we could definitely do more with the Dark Order. They're such a good team when they get a rocking and a rolling. Give it in now. We also cut to the back after this with the Righteous and Stu Grace and we're like, well, we don't like the Dark Order. And they're going to be in action next week. I don't know whether I've missed something, but do we know why Stu Grayson turned his back on his former friends? I mean, I am an idiot, so I'll leave it. I don't think that we do. When it was back to the fun times, 9,000. Because it was AR Fox, Darius Martin, and Andre Andretti taking on the Trust Busters. And bless this sunny kiss. They started off by just grabbing action and slamming on his ass. And I was like, yeah, you take it. Tim J then got the tag and he made me laugh because he just ran straight into a big boot. When Darius Martin got his own tag. And as always... That dude just went crazy. He also hit this pump handle face buster, which was absolutely ridiculous. When Sonny was back in there, they started booting people in the face when Ari Davari came off the top rope with a splash. One, two, break. Fox then realized he hadn't done anything, so he got in the ring and just started smashing out cutters. But I tell you, he doesn't owe so well. When Martin and Action came together to hit that double T move thingy, I called it a double face buster last week, which was totally wrong, because the guy doesn't even land on his face. He lands on his back. I'm a moron. So this was just so much fun and you can sit there and forget about life. Sometimes that's just what we need and wrestling is meant to be a distraction. Uh, but it was El Cabarde and El Dragon, I believe they were called, taking on the kingdom. And this is when ROH kind of does run out of steam a little bit because it does just become match, 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 which is what we were talking about earlier. And because this was basically another squash, I was like, I don't really need to see another squash right now. 
And that sensor's got to get it down. Somehow Mike Bennett got busted open really early too when Dragon decided, I have an amazing plan here and I'm just going to hit all the Hurricanranas. But as you probably figured out, this didn't work at all. Because Bennett and Matt Taven eventually fought back, they hit the Proton Pack, they got the 1-2-3. And they were being so arrogant after this and they have got a lot of wins, you'd have to imagine they are going after the tag team titles soon. We could probably do something more with those because I can't remember the last time we saw them. But this did the job, although yeah... Ring of Honor would probably be better as a 60-minute show, but I'm giving it up. This is when we got our first fallout from the Ring of Honor board of directors. It was so damn good. Because Stokely Hathaway had an idea. Why don't we take Action Andretti and just put him against the entire embassy? And he was so damn proud of himself. I love it. Jerry Lynn then said something to Tony Khan, and they were like, yes, we have a much better idea. Let's put AR Fox and Darius Martin in there, and we can do a match for the six-man titles. Now, look, that will be really good. But I think we should go with Stokely's ideas because they'll be 10 times funny. But going back to what I just said, it made everything just feel a little bit different and it got your interest. So yeah, let's get these guys on the show more. Up. We also use this to bring out Phoenix for our main event. <laughs> Basically, he was taking on Gravity. And I was like, yeah, Gravity should be taking on Phoenix. Who has ignored Gravity more than this guy? As it turned out, he was actually a wrestler and I'll hold my hands up and say I don't know much about him. But he is the brother of Bandido. And where the hell are all these individuals coming from? He was just springboarding around the place like a loon. The irony that he's called gravity, but apparently he can just ignore it. He's also just flying to the floor doing moonsaults and a bunch of slams. I'm like, well, this is unfair. How are you able to do everything when Phoenix remembered, oh yeah, I'm also like a pogo stick. I tell you, if you're going to watch one match on this show, this is the one. It was hilariously wonderful. Phoenix also did this massive aeroplane spin when even they were fighting over the surprise roll-up. And I was like, yeah, everybody understands. When Phoenix hit this amazing cutter, he was so high in the air, whatever you want to say. Then he hit the fire driver. He got the one, two, three, and they hugged and they shook hands afterwards because you do have to do the code of honor. But what an absolutely entertaining main event this was. I am giving it an up. So yeah, it brought us to the end of ROH. And again, it just needs a little something extra. But it's not a bad show. And you should probably watch it in segments. I think that would make it even better. I'm going to give it an up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's ROH. If you did watch it, like the video, share the video and subscribe. Click the ups and downs on the screen right now to see what I thought of this week's episode of Dynamite. Yes, I thought that was a very good show too. This is a positive endeavor and it always shall be. Also go to whatculture.com. Follow us on social media, What Culture WWE, Simon Miller 316. My name is Simon Miller from What Culture. That's what it says on my birth certificate, which is a bit weird. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.